All right, loves. Abigail Brooklyn podcast jingle take three. It's four. Take four. Four, four for the big score, and we're rolling. The Brooklyn crew drinking Brooklyn brews in a Brooklyn podcast for you. All right, cut, lads. I think we've got it. All right. Anyway. Welcome to Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, you want to you give us a good intro and then we'll... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome to uh, your Brooklyn Cruise Brew Cruise. What? Your Brooklyn Cruise? Oh. Your, Bro- your Brooklyn Cruise Brews Cruise. Are we on a cruise? We are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A cruise towards success. <laughs> we are cruising. This week, you've got all four of your hosts back with you. You've got Zach. Yes. Jacob. C. Blair. Hello. And I'm Maddie. And this week, we are drinking the Montauk Watermelon Session Ale. Jacob, tell us about the beer. <laughs> sure thing, Maddie. Montauk Brewing Company, based in... Well, our now home state, New York, began in 2012 as a basement brewing operation among longtime friends, and it quickly began to embody the spirit of the town. They delivered their first hand-filled kegs on bicycles to a couple of local bars, and although they have a sense of adventure and an active lifestyle, they're just as passionate about the simple pleasures in life. All of their beers honor this lifestyle. They invite you to, quote, come as you are and celebrate the no-frills good life with them at New York's easternmost brewery. The Red Brew Barn is just steps from the surf right where it belongs. Wow. I think I love them. Yeah. It sounds like an adorable operation at first. Yeah. Like, one really mean bully <laughs> just shut down their entire business. <laughs> And they bring to us this week their watermelon session ale. There's just something special about summers in Montauk. The sun, smiles, the endless good times. This highly refreshing brew combines delicious watermelon flavors with a crisp session ale that is perfect for sipping under the summer sun. It's got an ABV of 4.9% and IBU of 27. Very low. And it's a seasonal beer for them available from March to August. That's the session word. Nice. I'll say this. Among the breweries we've done, I think this is the smallest, maybe, mm-hmm. we've uh, reviewed. So I'm rooting for them. I really am. I love their story. They're so cute. Let me see if I can find who's Maybe they don't have a marketing department, and that's why the... Uh... I'm sure they have to have a marketing department. Or they're colorblind. Okay, in seven years, Montauk Brewing has grown to become one of the top 100 craft breweries in the U.S. based on sales volume. Yeah, they oh. have to have a marketing According department. to the Brewers Association, Montauk's production increased 22% in 2018 to 39,000 barrels, making it the second largest brewery behind Blue Point. Huh. In New York. Which produced 90,000 barrels. Wow. Is that in New York or across the country? In New York. Okay, that makes more sense. That's cool. On Long Island, I should say. What makes this growth remarkable is that Montauk is distributed only in the New York metro area. And only on bicycle. (laughs) Quote, we have no current plans to open markets because we think we can go deeper in our current area with package distribution and especially draft sales to pubs and restaurants. Says Vaughn Cotillo, brewery sales and marketing head. Huh. Well, I was wrong. About the marketing thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. They recently added a second contract partner, Two Roads Brewing in Connecticut. So. Two Roads to Die For! What? Is that is that what was that Two Die For was? Yeah! Oh, oh the blueberry chocolate one! Other one we trashed! <laughs> Very good! Blair, that was the first one we really all didn't love. Or That's like. True. That is true. But we didn't hate it, we just despised it. I didn't like it because it wasn't a stout. Oh, this is great. This reminds me of Arcadia. The tap room is open seven days a week in the summer from noon to 8 p.m. and it is a laid-back family and dog-friendly <gasps> vibe with a large outdoor patio with picnic tables. Can we go? It's closed? 
You said it reminds you of Arcadia. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it is closed right now. One thing I would say about that um, is that pretty much any brewery you go to now has some variation of that setup. It seems like that's kind of part of like the microbrew culture now. It's yeah. like have yeah. a patio well, that, and it's like sense. lawn games I and dogs. That. Yeah, and like you know what kind of food you're gonna get at a microbrew. Like it's gonna be like finger food or like some kind of like smoked meat um, mm-hmm. and like homemade barbecue sauces. Like that's like pretty universal. It seems. Yep. Yeah. One of Montauk's savviest decisions was to package their beer only in cans with distinctive packaging featuring bright colors and nautical graphics. Yeah. Um, quote, we felt cans were perfect for our lifestyle brand since we want people to enjoy our beers on the beach and other outdoor activities, well, says Cotillo. Cotillo? Cotillo? I don't know. Sorry. Vaughn. Uh, Yvonne, thank you. Do you think you have better sounds than me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cheers. Cheers. It's getting better than mine. Clink. That's not what I expected. It's pink. But the it doesn't can is taste pink. pink. It does not taste pink. And I was expecting it to taste pink. Okay, so this tastes like I imagine if for one keg... They dropped a single watermelon Jolly Rancher in mm-hmm. and let it dilute into mm-hmm. the keg. Yeah. Um, it's like if... Uh, it's like a LaCroix watermelon beer. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. The aftertaste for like three seconds is watermelon. If I hadn't known that the bottle was pink and that it said watermelon session ale on it, and was, like, really searching for the watermelon flavor, I would not have realized that it was a watermelon session. It's very subtle. Yeah, watermelon seems like one of those flavors that you you have to go overboard to try to capture it in anything. Um, and, like, most watermelon-flavored things really don't. They don't really, like, taste like watermelon, you know? Well, watermelon's, like, 90% water, right? And 10% yeah. love. Yeah, but watermelon has a very distinct flavor. Yeah. I think that that should at least be present in a ale that is called a watermelon session ale. Very true. I think by nature, though, that session ales are a bit lighter on flavor. I'm tasting it a little bit more as I'm continuing like to drink it. It's like three seconds of yep. subtle watermelon. I still don't see that. No? No. It's not immediate, and it's not at the end. It's, like, somewhere 75% away through the taste. So, here's <laughs> here's my thing, though. Okay? Uh-huh. So, when I drink this, I think of a beach. Yeah. And part of that might be their branding, because what they've got here is four, all five of their beers on a railing, and you can see the ocean in the background. However... Oh, so. It's like a beach. No, yeah, no, but, no, not quite like a beach. It's like a railing with sand and like people in bathing suits and some towels, maybe some seagulls, a homeless yeah, person when, sleeping. Yeah. You know, you know, when I go to the bowling alley, you know what that makes me think of? Bowling. <laughs> and Bud Light. <laughs> All right, Zach, what, are you, what rating are you going to give it? I'd say a 4.7. 4.7. Okay. It's good. I I recognize the watermelon flavor just a little bit. But it's not something that I would leave quarantine. If I had something like Coors in my fridge, I wouldn't leave quarantine to go and find this beer at the store. Jacob? I like it. Um, I don't think it's great though because it's just i could if you i couldn't differentiate this from a bunch of other beers Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it just i don't i know they're going for watermelon and beach and summer but i just get 
a session ale out of this. So, 4.1. I'm really looking forward to the first beer you guys try, where from the very beginning, you all hate it immensely. <laughs> And then you just have to keep drinking it for drinkability. <laughs> what did you say, Zach? I said 4.7. I think the watermelon is a great solo flavor and isn't as good of a secondary flavor. Like you said, you need to put so much watermelon into something to really recognize it. So like lemon, not a great solo flavor, but a great secondary flavor. So like a lemon session ale, I'm envisioning this no, ale. Lemon's a great solo flavor. Solo? Yeah. Have you heard of it's lemonade so before? It's so strong. <laughs> yeah, it's so strong. Yeah, that's why it's a great solo flavor. Is if you would, if you could somehow make it, uh, maybe you already did, but make a comparison to Summer Shandy, because that beer is like lemon first, and then you get the ale after, is the aftertaste, in my opinion. Which but I would more prefer. I, uh, Line and Kugel Summer Shandy. Um, and... I'm wondering if maybe this one is like the reverse, where you get watermelon second and, and the beer first, and so it kind of overpowers the watermelon at the end. I guess That's theoretically, true. but to me, it's ale first with an ale finish and a hint and, of watermelon and a three second, seventy five percent of the way through taste of watermelon. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> maybe my palate isn't refined enough. I don't know. I just don't taste it. But yeah, you really start to see the watermelon returns in the third quarter. Yeah, you do. <laughs> the watermelon is not nearly as recognizable as the lemon in the summer shandy. And I think the summer shandy is just a better beer than this. That's what I was trying to get at, is that like lemon is a better flavor to go with the ale end of a beer than watermelon is. I think the drinkability for this is going to be fairly high, though. Maddie, what's your initial taste rating? I'm going to go with a 3.9. Why? Because I was expecting more of a taste um, from the first taste of the beer, and I was disappointed, but not altogether sad about it. So you are disappointed in this, not because it's subpar in taste, but because the branding led you to expect something different? I mean, the taste was... It's just, I tasted, like, just your average beer when I tasted it, and that was before, and then, yeah, the branding led me to, to be disappointed by the initial taste, and that was okay. disappointing. Right, so if they had just called it the Montauk Session Ale, no watermelon, mm-hmm. and let us come to our own conclusions mm-hmm. on whether or not there might be watermelon in it, that would be a four. I would even go a 4.5. I was going to say it's closer to a 5.4. Yeah. What, just a... No, for Maddie, I bet it would have been closer to a 5 if they hadn't called it a watermelon session. Now. Okay. So, it's that one word difference. They branded it wrong. What? <laughs> let's not call Montauk Brewing Company branding it wrong, but let's just say we as the consumer interpreted something listeners wrote in um he created this bracket and he wanted us to fill it out in memoriam of march madness of course it's not march right now that's fine but it is milk this listener is from milwaukee wisconsin milk town milk town and instead of a march madness basketball bracket we are instead, in honor of Milwaukee, doing a March Madness. Milk Madness. There we go. Milk Madness! <laughs> so how are we doing this, you might ask? Well, uh, we don't know. our listener uh, took different foods that he particularly enjoys with milk, put them on a bracket, and did a uh, winner-takes-all tournament. Now... I want to clarify that this is a milk food pairing. So, for the example that we'll get to of cereal, the uh, thing that you're talking about is a bowl of cereal with a glass of milk on the side. I was confused about that one. Yes, that's it. That's a good point. Um, Milk with the food, and let me stress that. Uh, not the food that you just like the most. The food that you think goes the best with milk. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. There is a, that's an important distinction. It's a very important distinction. And so, um, this is going to be uh, a serious episode. We are probably going to lose some friends over this. There will be arguments. There will be no um, backing down from our decisions. There will be blood. There will be milk. Um, milk. Does anybody have a, a milk pun? Or maybe we could all go around and do a round table of a milk pun. <clears throat> um, Only uh, the cream of the crop will win this one. All right. I was going to say our podcast has got to be among the top 2%. <laughs> <laughs> My answers are going to move you. I don't have any milk puns. I'll come up with some during the podcast. You'll just squeeze some out? Well, I'm uh, yeah. utterly disappointed in you. There we go. Uh, there we go. You'll have so much fun on this podcast that it'll go by really quickly. So don't blink or it might go past your eyes. (laughs) 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 All right, we'll start with a round of 64. (laughs) I like my cereal like I like my chocolate. Milked. That's All good. Right. That's okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Anything else? Can we squeeze anything else out of the milk puns? Oh, we'll come up uh, with more, Blair. You could say the, the, the puns are getting kind of cheesy, you know? Uh, <laughs> I'm fed so. up with this. These jokes yeah. are really starting to curdle. <laughs> fed up. <Yeah>. Ow! <laughs> See, I, I'm stupid, so... <laughs> Super important clarification for all of our listeners. I'm not sure if our bracket is ranked in such a way that we have one seeds against 16 seeds and two seeds against 15 seeds and so on and so forth. Because Cam randomized it. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Our listener randomized it. Our listener randomized it. Because otherwise, I was confused at how mac and cheese and cookies were eight and nine seeds, but biscuit and gravy was a one seed. Yeah, no, it's it's random. There's also a few pairings, which to me would be like one seeds on their own. Absolutely. Um, let me find. There's one that I was just like, it, it immediately crestfallen. I had to uh, knock one of these things out right away. Lobster and chicken Alfredo. <laughs> Brownies and ice cream. Yeah, that one was tough. That one was really tough. Cookies and mac and cheese, I think, was particularly... You drink no. milk with your ice cream? Yeah. I do. I put tomato soup winning that one. <laughs> oh, wow. Goodness. Um, right. Okay, well, let's not spoil. No spoilers! <laughs> All right. Wait, get it? Get okay, it? so can I, can I ask, yeah, this? can yeah. we each get like a quick uh, guiding principle? What, what, do you like, what do you look for in a milk food pairing? Oh, that's a good good call. How you, how you chose each of yours? I like sweet things with milk, I guess. So, my philosophy here was, does the food either bring out the refreshingness in the milk, or does the milk bring out the flavor of the food? And ideally, my winner is one that's going to have that combination of both. The food makes the milk that much more refreshing, and the milk makes the food that much more delicious. Sure. Uh, As a child, I drank a lot of milk. Same. Um, yeah, it's just there's no way around it. Uh, and so most of mine was based off of instinct. Um, I know what goes good with milk, and I know what doesn't go good with milk. Yeah. Blair? Yeah, uh, anything that was, like, sweet or savory, I think those pair well with milk. So kind of, like, dessert items. Um, things, bread sauce, historically for me, have always gone well with milk. Um, so I think things that kind of have, like, heavier flavors or things that last mm-hmm. are, are good with milk. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what my guiding principle was. Yeah, you might see some surprises here, but it might also come from the conference they were placed in. Absolutely. Um, the, I will call it the Southeastern Conference based on the location of the, it's, not a lot of high contenders here. All right, are we creating a bracket together? Are we arguing our way through a bracket? Um, we are. Oh, are we arguing? I think. I, I think thought we. we were, I thought we were all just gonna take like do our like brief tip like 
briefly go over the round of 64 and then like slowly ramp up time segments for each successive round. I think we should argue our way to make like a winning bracket. One winning bracket, yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay, um, and we can make well, our wait, way wait, quickly through no, 64. No, let's, let's say, does majority rule on this? Yes. Yeah. We'll do yes. majority rules for the four of us, and if there is a tie, we'll check our listener's bracket. Because our listener sent in his own bracket, and yeah. so if he has those foodstuffs remaining, we'll use his as the tiebreaker. Okay, uh, we are going to start <laughs> at the top with biscuits and gravy versus banana. Okay, so this one for me was biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Okay, B and G. What did you have? Biscuits and gravy. All right, swept. Maybe it was a one seed versus a 16 seed. Okay, mac and cheese cookies. 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 Pretzels, omelet. Pretzels. Pretzels. Omelet. Omelet. Oh. Oh, no. Okay. Tiebreaker. I always have felt breakfast foods go better with milk. I agree. But, uh, were you thinking munching pretzels or, like, soft pretzel that you get at a cart? Either one of them. Yeah, I was thinking munching pretzels, and what kind of got me was the saltiness of them. I thought milk would go better with. I'm not usually a big fan of pairing egg-based dishes with milk, personally. Me neither. I think that a soft pretzel would go better with milk than munchy pretzels. I agree with that. I was envisioning a soft pretzel when I was pairing these. Did he go with pretzel? Okay, so um, I'm going off of the three other brackets that we've gotten. Um, Wait, why did Cam not write in? Cam did. Okay. Cam wrote pretzels. Well, yeah, pretzels. no, then that's what we go with. Cam wrote pretzels, my mother wrote omelet, and Nolan wrote pretzels. So we're going okay. with pretzels. Well, so we can go over our list of the, so we can go over, like, the other li- winners just in the final. Like, we won't do everyone's, okay. but it's yeah. just Cam will be the tiebreaker. Just Cam. Okay. Cam will be the tiebreaker. Um, enchiladas or spaghetti? Spaghetti. This one was tough. Enchiladas. I thought they were both losers. Uh, what? I, yeah. I went with enchiladas. Um, I went with enchiladas as well. What? Spaghetti? But oh, wait, man. Maddie, I mean, you can't say that I, after you just propped up breakfast foods to go better with milk. I know. And everything I say contradicts everything, but I really like enchiladas. And I can't <laughs> trust you as a moral guidance with this milk You didn't bracket. trust me as a moral guidance mm-hmm. with the milk bracket anyways. Blair, I don't understand why I think lasagna so much more highly than spaghetti but lasagna pairs with milk in my eyes, and spaghetti doesn't, and I don't get it. Um, so, okay, my mom makes a homemade spaghetti sauce, and it's very hearty, like a meat sauce. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of comes out as, like, a, a thicker dish than just kind of like a tr- like regular red sauce. Um, so I think it kind of roughly approximates, like, lasagna. I think the thing about lasagna is, the like, the form it takes and the noodle yep. is important. And so, like, uh, yeah, I can see that, but I think spaghetti sauce for me like any sort of uh, uh tomato sauce goes incredibly well with milk and spaghetti was like a huge one for me <laughs> okay <laughs> but i will accept the result goulash or applesauce uh i believe i had goulash yes applesauce applesauce goulash <sighs> i don't well uh, to be fair i don't goulash. like goulash mm. as a dish so i don't think like the addition of milk wouldn't help it right it yeah. just, I would just i just still wouldn't like it yeah. I don't have the billion dollar bracket anymore. French toast or yogurt? Uh, French toast. French toast. French toast. French toast. Yogurt is too much dairy. Yes. Yes. Stroganoff or lasagna? No, wait, wait, what kind of stroganoff? Beef stroganoff. It has to be lasagna. Always lasagna. Lasagna. I went with beef stroganoff, but we'll go with lasagna. Oh I did not want that one to come to a toss-up. I'm so sorry. That's interesting. Very. Why? Beef stroganoff has, like, already a lot of sour cream in the yeah, sauce. Yeah, I think it goes well. Uh, it cream, is good. Cream cheese bagel or turkey club? I had cream cheese bagel, although I rarely eat them. But I just pictured having, like, chunks of turkey still in my mouth while I was sipping <laughs> a glass of milk. And I was Ew. like, I can't. That sounds really gross to me. And I also don't really think that, like, uh, like sandwich bread and milk go well together. Yep. I was in a, the same boat. I went with cream cheese bagel. Uh, turkey club. Definitely. 
I don't even see this as a contest. Cream cheese bagel. It All wasn't right. a contest. <laughs> it wasn't. Popcorn or ramen? Uh, I would add ramen. I had yes. popcorn. I just had no idea for that one. Ramen. Ramen. There's no way you can eat popcorn and milk. at the- Popcorn is a movie theater like thing. Yeah. You don't I, bring it's, milk it's, into movie it's theaters. It's like Coca-Cola and popcorn. Or like yeah. I've never had water ramen to offset the amount of salt. Yeah. I've never had either of those with milk, and so I was like, "There's a lot of salt in popcorn. I'm gonna just toss in popcorn." Chocolate or chicken tenders? Okay, so this one's sort of ambiguous to me. I'm taking this as chocolate bars, like a Hershey bar. Yep. That being said, I still think any sort of poultry and milk isn't a great combination unless it's like wings. So I'm gonna go with chocolate. Chocolate. Chicken tenders. Chocolate. <laughs> I uh, I don't understand the big deal with chocolate and milk. Like, just chocolate bars? I don't get. That's pretty much it. Uh, there's not much going on here. It's So we got like a, a half circle that's pink. Then Montauk kind of in the center of the can. Looks like an arrowhead at the top. Is that the logo? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, it's on there twice. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And then, okay. It says Montauk Brewing Company, New York, seventy two thousand twelve. Yeah, and looks like a like an arrowhead sort of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we've got a little like wave uh, line drawn beneath Montauk, and it says Watermelon Session Ale. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't really care for this one. Uh, 3.2. Wow. Why not, Blair? Um, I don't know. It looks like they just drew a a shape on there in a certain color, which happens to coincide with the color of watermelon, and then put their name on the can and then called it good. I like it. Um, I enjoy the minimalist quality of it. I really enjoy the Montauk Arrowhead label. I think it's a re- just nice to look at. I enjoy beer cans that um, say a lot in not as much words uh, or something like that. Um, come as you are, great thing to go on the neck of the uh, can. Um, overall, uh, probably a 5.8. I like it, but I feel betrayed by it. And so that is going to hinder the score. Um, the It's a great fuchsia, I believe, is the right color. It's um, pink. Pink. I'm going to say fuchsia just to sound cool. Um, it's a great color, but it makes me expect it to be much sweeter. It makes me expect the watermelon flavor to come through much more fully. And when that doesn't happen... My taste buds are conflicting with my expectations, and I think that pulls away from my overall opinion of the beer. And so in that sense, the design isn't doing the beer a favor, and so I'm going to give it a four even. I think the box itself, they only do cans, which is a bold choice. And the box itself, one, it catches your eye. Where They have, what, five beers on their website? Yeah, they've got five. They have five beers. All of them have the same design, different colors. And I think that's just beautiful. Now, I'm not judging the design based on all of the other beers. I'm judging it based on this one. The colors they chose, black, white, and pink. Simple, to the point, describes watermelon, which is the watermelon session ale. Whereas the taste might not be completely there, um, we could also be suffering from... uh, coronavirus and not have our taste buds so wow yeah would really throw into sharp relief the entirety of our judging system yes it would the design of this works for the beer for me um really really well even the even the cans are eye-catching um so i'm gonna go with a six two from the Brooklyn podcast. Today, we're giving you a service that uh, might change your life. Yeah, I know it changed ours. Isn't that right, Maddie? Sure did, Jacob. 
Well, here at Brooklyn, we use Anchor. Maddie, what is Anchor? Well, Jacob, Anchor is a completely free program Completely free? Completely free. Are you saying that I could get it for little to no money? You could get it for no money. Wow, that sure does help because I'm broke. (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) (laughs) This is our podcast hosting site. They will find uh, sponsorships for you. You can make money on a podcast like ours, that gets little to no listeners. Um, that gets, <laughs> that, that focuses on the quality of the listener and not the quantity. Anchor brings our podcast <laughs> to you. And without Anchor, well, we'd be lost on the sea. Because it doesn't keep us down right next to you. If you can follow that metaphor. <laughs> this is probably the most important part of this. Just remember, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Dot is period. Not a literal dot. I don't know if that's a key on the keyboard. Dot, the period that ends the sentence. Anchor.fm. FM stands for a shortwave transmission radio, not AM. That's where the weird conservative talk radio... And we've lost him. (laughs) Anchor.fm. Bye. Love you. Eggs or pizza? (laughs) Uh, pizza. No, this one seemed like two losers again. I went with eggs. Real toss-up for me. Uh, pizza. Pizza. Yeah. Uh, granola or barbecue chicken? Barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken. Cool. Barbecue chicken. Pancakes or oatmeal? Pancakes. 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 I don't like oatmeal and it's also too mushy and I just can't imagine having milk on top of it. I have that same feeling. I put milk with my oatmeal when I make the oatmeal sometimes and it's great as like a pour milk in but it's not as good as a side. So this is, <laughs> this one I really had str- I had Serious struggles choosing. This one made Cereal me question or tuna casserole. our listener. Yeah, it really <laughs> did. Cereal or tuna uh, casserole? I'm worried about the answer now. I said tuna casserole. <laughs> I said cereal. I've eaten a bowl of cereal with a glass of milk. Same. Cereal. I said tuna casserole because I don't... I, I That's too much milk How for do me. you eat yeah. tuna casserole with milk? It doesn't, like, that's an awful, awful, <laughs> awful bearing to me. That's what I'm just, saying. Cereal is too much milk. Yeah, it's um, too much milk. There's but no such thing. Blair, I'm sorry to say. Gallons. Listener was <laughs> choosing cereal. Are you, are you saying that the guy who came up with the milk bracket was biased towards having more milk? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hot wings or cinnamon roll? I regret this decision, but cinnamon roll. So, milk, unlike water, when you're drinking, like when you're eating something spicy, oh God, you can drink so it and it offsets that amount of spiciness oh. in case it's too hot. Yep. So, yeah. obviously, it goes with hot wings. I immediately regret it. I said it. cinnamon roll. Same I can, okay, un- that, that's a fine pairing, but yeah. the pairing with the hot wings is superior. So, I, always, I always think of like blue cheese with my hot wings. Like the, like, blue cheese ranch. And I, yeah. yep, and I said cinnamon roll. And I regret it. So it's 2-2, two, two, and uh, Cam said cinnamon roll. Wow! Whoa! What? Dude, you know why? You know why? If you asked anyone outside of the Midwest, the blue cheese wouldn't even come into the equation. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, pulled pork or hot dogs? Pulled pork. Pulled pork. Pulled pork. PP. Hot dogs, milk, <laughs> is, uh, one one of the combinations on here that truly is always repulsive to me. Yeah, when I picture hot dogs, I think of like at a ball game, and that's like beer or soda. All right, yeah. BLT or crab? BLT. I don't. I can't even picture crab with milk, and also I think seafood with milk sounds kind of gross. I've had crab so few times in my life <laughs> that it kind of is BLT by default. Same. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't know how... 
I mean, I have had seafood with milk, and it has been mediocre at best. And, um, like, a toasted bread with some bacon, that's just, it goes well with milk. Just, that's it. So I said crab, but that's fine. (laughs) Have you had crab with milk? I was thinking crab rangoons, and I was like, yeah, that sounds good with milk. Okay, crab rangoon. That could be good with milk. That's different. That's different, yeah. But then you'd list crab rangoon, not crab. I know, but that's the only time I've ever had crab. Okay. Cultured. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tacos or fries? I like tacos. I think fries kind of falls in the popcorn category for me, where it's just, like, way too soggy with milk. Yep, I want tacos. Uh, I want fries. I want tacos. <laughs> okay, I... <laughs> I this won't. one's kind of a gimme. Um, brownies oh. or shrimp? This is the yes. one... Sorry. Oh, I'm sticking with the seafood rule. It's gotta be, it's gotta be brownies. This was the one that convinced me that our bracket was not a 1 in 16 <laughs> setup, because obviously it's brownies. Yeah, this, uh, among the pairings, I think is the most mismatched, um, maybe followed by, uh, which one was it? It was a cereal or tuna casserole to me was, that was a total, but we, we <laughs> lost tuna casserole won that one. No, no cereal, cereal won. Did cereal won that one? Yeah. yeah. No, which cinnamon one? rolls beat hot. Oh yeah, that was okay. Anyway. Yeah. I said, uh, brownies. For brownies. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. Ice cream or tomato soup? Uh, ice cream is for me. I've never had milk with ice cream unless it's in the form of a milkshake, so I went with tomato soup. Uh, ice cream. Ice cream. See, the thing for me is soup with milk, it's so much liquid. I don't know about you, but my bladder is so small, that's too much liquid (laughs) for me. Yeah, but, like, when you get, like, something like a cream of broccoli, you gotta have milk with that. Yeah, that's true. So my follow-up... My thought is that milk is just, like, worse ice cream. So I feel like every time I'd take a sip of milk, I'd be like, man, I wish this were ice cream. Because they're so similar, but ice cream is just better. I think if you're having, like, a Ben & Jerry's, like a chocolate brownie mm. kind of mm. mix, that, it's very, very sweet. Okay. And uh, it, it also kind of has creates, like, a dry sensation in your mouth to me, and I just chug milk. Yeah, that. like, when you're having like a, a giant banana split... You need a glass of milk to help you oh, along. Yeah, I wasn't that, thinking. Exactly. I wasn't thinking of like chocolate ice cream. Chocolate ice cream is just drier. Yep, I hadn't considered that. Okay, this next pairing was really difficult for me, um, mostly because I can't picture myself drinking milk with either of them. <laughs> um, baked beans or nachos? Oh, uh, I I thought this is this is a really tough one because I think milk goes great with both of them. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, but I picked baked beans. I was in the same boat as Maddie and picked baked beans. So if brownies and shrimp is a one seed versus a 16 seed, baked beans is a two seed versus a 15 seed. And it was like baked beans nine times out of ten. I went with nachos. (laughs) SF Austin! Uh, Cheeseburger or mashed potatoes? Uh, I said cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Uh, I said mashed potatoes. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> um, me, if you get like a nice kind of sear on the outside of the burger, mm-hmm. you know, with like the grill lines, um, and you know, just like a nice like cheddar or, or pop, uh, pepper jack cheese, it goes really good with milk. It's like you're 10 years old, you're at the corner shop where the truckers eat their burgers you're having a burger and a glass of milk and it's so good you're at a, t- you're you a 10 year old at a trucker stop <laughs> jacob it's you're not like a trucker old. stop but the, like the classic <laughs> 60s like burger place like clyde's in the upper peninsula or the burger the hamburger place on the corner uh, of okay. out of driving like southfield yeah you have a coca-cola or a glass of milk no, no. They never served milk at these restaurants. <laughs> that yeah. may be true, but like... <laughs> Sloppy Joe or steak? I'm disappointed in you. Wait, wait, wait. Which one won there? Uh, cheeseburger did by default from uh, Cam. Okay. Um, Sloppy Joe for me. Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. Sloop Jupe. <laughs> a, a, a very uh, top contender for me, Sloppy Joe. Toast or chili? Chili. Toast. Chili. Toast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, for me, if it's peanut butter toast, then yes, I have to have milk. I can't 
PB&J made it a long way. But he just said toast. So I'm just assuming, like, I'm just picturing a piece of bread that's been toasted. And yeah, to me... Could, maybe you put butter on it? I the, don't know. Yeah, toast in and of itself isn't, like, a robust food, right? It's like, okay, it's bread and butter. It's a breakfast food. It is a breakfast food. I'll give you that. But, like, just toast and milk? I, I just can't justify it. I have a lot of chili, as you may well know. And I don't ever drink milk with that chili. And I do drink milk sometimes with my toast. I well, have to go with toast. listener Cam said chili. Dang it! Donuts or I... breakfast sausage? Uh, it was donuts for me between donuts and breakfast sausage. Donuts. This one was a tough, like, two this, strong seeds. This is an eight and yeah. nine seed right here. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it, but I went with breakfast sausage. I went with nuts. I felt like this All wasn't right. so much an eight and nine seed, but like a five and a six seed, which didn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mozzarella sticks or chicken noodle? Yeah, it's gotta be mozzarella sticks for me just because chicken noodle is like brothy and yeah. s- s- brothy soup, yeah. Mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks. I'll say it again. Cool. I think um, anyone that listens that isn't from the Midwest might have totally different opinions and might not even <laughs> like milk quite as much as some of us. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> uh, baby back ribs or salmon? Yeah. So baby back ribs to me have to be like barbecue, so I just want the ribs. Yeah, it's baby back ribs, hands down. Do you eat baby back ribs without barbecue sauce? Is that uh, like something... Say, he didn't say barbecue baby back ribs so i mean he could have done like yeah, a dry like, rub or something you know i mean he could have done something different but oh i'm just assuming barbecue sauce yeah i went with baby back ribs It'll be lobster or chicken alfredo i had chicken alfredo i went with lobster just so that i could have one seafood win a match you know the true underdog story <laughs> Yeah, but that's not what this is based on. Jacob, you gotta believe in something. <laughs> yeah, I believe that seafood doesn't go well with milk. So that's I true. went with chicken Alfredo. Chicken Alfredo. <laughs> okay, yeah, All no, right. I'm cool with that loss. Okay, this one was a little bit more difficult. Mostly because I don't think I've ever actually had Hamburger Helper. Me neither. Uh, mm. Hamburger Helper or Pork Chops? Uh, it's Pork Chops for me. Pork Chops. Okay, so... Zach, you know how you said the other one was a 5 seed versus a 6 seed, even though that is impossible? This yeah. is like a 15 and a 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, not two good contenders. Um, if I could pick a tie, I would, but a hamburger helper. You don't like pork chops. I don't. No, yeah, yeah. I don't like pork chops. Well, I, ch- I uh, chose pork chops. Okay. So, uh, Pot roast or fish sticks? Yeah, pot roast. Pot roast. Pot roast. Okay, pot roast wins. Bacon, chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie for me. Bacon. Chicken pot pie. CPP. Damn. Wow, nice. Okay, this is where I'm going to be different from you guys, I think. Yeah, Grilled I cheese <laughs> or peanut butter and jelly? PBJ, it's the OG. This is, like, the most obvious one seed in, like, it's definitely a one seed in my book, PBJ. Yeah, so I think if you include peanut butter in any sort of food pairing with milk, the food with peanut butter is going to go well with milk. Yep. Yes. So peanut butter and jelly, obviously. Yes. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie, what did you put? I picked grilled cheese. Um, Can we get your reasoning behind... (laughs) grilled cheese and then follow-up question how do you like being wrong <laughs> no, no i just want to hear your rationale on this and then i want to hear <laughs> no. cam put oh grilled okay cheese. he put PB i mean sorry our listener put grilled he cheese put PB and then i want to hear how do you like being wrong <laughs> no it's not like what's your ration you just like grilled cheese more than peanut butter and jelly is that no your... i just think that the cheese and the milk go better together hmm. all right that's fair very dairy based yeah i like my dairy Especially if you put butter or mayo on your toast for your grilled cheese to kind of make it crunchy. Yeah. You just have all sorts of dairy going oh, on there. I love it. And after a wild round of 64. We are down to our round of 32. I'll go... Okay, so drinkability, I... I think it's pretty high for drinkability. 
I agree. Super easy to drink. I mean, don't taste the watermelon, but I don't think that really affects my drinkability at all. I think the watermelon shines through a little bit more as I continue to drink it. Well, I think you're wrong, but, you know, it's fine. Like, I pick up on it. You were being so aggressive this she episode. Is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, so sorry. Maddie, I'm hurt. I'm going to go with a six. I think it was triggered when Zach said, how does it feel to be wrong? Yeah, it, it definitely I, I, was. I didn't like that. <laughs> She's been on the offensive I'm ever since then. I'm very competitive and I'm losing. <laughs> Apparently she does not like being wrong. Well, that's fine, Zach. You came at her. I did. Zach, what are you giving us? I'm giving it a 5.4. I think that the like session ale, session ales are just easy to drink beers. And I think... I think that I can taste the watermelon more now than I could at the very beginning. I think at a minimum, the watermelon flavor stays throughout the drinking. So even though it's minimal, it maintains that flavor. Um, and it doesn't overpower it in terms of drinkability. That's one of the issues with some of our fruitier beers, is that they overpower it in terms of drinkability later on, um, because they're such a strong flavor. But this, I'd give a 5.4. Uh, yeah, I think if this had just a touch more watermelon, and for me that would be any watermelon at all, um, this would be a fantastic session ale, and uh, probably top five beers to have on a beach. Yeah. Probably, I'd give it a 4.9. Hmm. Biscuits and gravy and cookies. And I chose cookies. I also chose cookies. I had this pairing. I chose biscuits and gravy. And I don't expect this to survive because I think cookies are such a popular item that biscuits and gravy goes underappreciated. I didn't choose cookies. What What did did you you choose? choose? I had mac and cheese. Wait, I thought you had cookies... No, you all chose cookies, so we went with cookies. All right. Oh, you said cookies, but that was before we asked you what you chose. I had mac and cheese, and I went with mac and cheese. So I'm going to go with cookies in this one. What did Cam go with? Cookies. Okay. Okay. Uh, pretzels and enchiladas. I'm going to go with enchiladas. I'm going with pretzels because that's what I put. Yeah, in this pairing, I had omelet and enchiladas, and I'll go with pretzels over the enchiladas. I went with enchiladas. My mom had spaghetti. Nolan had enchiladas. Dang it! Yeah, we'll go with enchiladas then. Nolan, you have failed me for the last time. Yes, enchiladas live for another day. <laughs> okay, goulash or French toast? I had French toast. I also had French toast. How did goulash... Okay, um, yeah, <laughs> French toast, uh, ten times out of ten. Yep. Frenchy toast. Uh, lasagna or cream cheese bagel? <laughs> lasagna. 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 I had beef stroganoff. All right. <laughs> lasagna. lasagna. Okay. <laughs> uh, ramen or chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate. So in this case, I go with chocolate. Choco. All right. Pizza or barbecue chicken? I had pizza. I have. Blair, I am also questioning your pizza choice. I have barbecue chicken, and I would go with barbecue chicken 10 times out of 10. Uh, Pizza. I have barbecue chicken. (sighs) All right. Don't screw me. Think Cam's gonna choose pizza. Cam had barbecue chicken. That's the buzzer beater my team needed. All right. (laughs) Pancakes or cereal? I had pancakes and tuna casserole, but I put pancakes. <laughs> pancakes. 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 Cinnamon rolls or pulled pork? So I had hot wings or pulled pork, and I chose pulled pork. I went with no, cin- I'm sorry. I chose hot wings, but I'm going to go with uh, cinnamon roll in this case. I went with cinnamon roll. Wait, hot wings lost? Yeah, yeah. hot wings lost. That was the one Remember? we said that lost. That yeah. was your winner, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, was it wasn't my winner, but I just... Never mind. Uh, so cinnamon rolls or pulled pork? Yeah. yeah. Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. I just don't understand how you Let's choose cinnamon rolls. All right. BLT yeah. or tacos? Let's see. I had tacos in this round. BLT. Yeah, BLT. Sorry. 
Um, I had tacos. Cam had BLT. That's BLT. Wow. Okay. I even filled in uh, taco stuff out for sure. He had BLT or tacos. All right. Uh, brownies or ice cream? Brownies. 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 Nachos, cheeseburger. Did baked beans what? lose to nachos? Yeah, baked, baked oh beans won. Oh my god, I just, I just wrote nachos. Maddie, I know that you're trying to win here. I'm like, I have neither of those. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I just really wanted nachos to win. Uh, baked beans or cheeseburger? <laughs> I had baked beans. I put burger. Uh, baked beans. Um, I had neither of these. I guess I'll go with cheeseburger. So, wait. Uh, so that's a tie. That's a tie. I uh, Cam said cheeseburger. Uh, sloppy Joe or chili? I had sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. Chili. Uh, I had sloop droop. Yeah. Which for our listeners Joe. means sloppy Joe sloppy in Joe. Maddie speak. Um, donuts or mozzarella sticks? Donuts. Donuts. Uh, mozzarella sticks. Donuts. Jacob, this was a rough round for your <laughs> remaining forces. That's fine. I am probably a bit more knowledgeable on milk foods than most people. Oh! Hmm. Wow. I don't think you understand how much milk I had as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I do know how much milk you had as a kid. <laughs> baby back ribs or chicken alfredo? I had ribs. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. Oh, that's you actually saying it. Um, I don't eat that many baby back ribs. I went with chicken Alfredo. I did as well, but can't went with baby back ribs. Chili, okay. so baby a back ribs. Uh, pork chops. Wait, were we doing this ribs. based on what we thought Cam would do? No. No. Oh, okay. He's just a tiebreaker. Um, yeah. I went with pot roast. I went with pork chops. Because I've never... I don't know if I've ever had a pot roast. I went with pot roast. I went with pot roast. Yeah, that's a that's a reasonable loss. Alright. Uh, chicken pot pie or PBJ? Do you have to ask? It's PBJ. It's the peanut butter and the jelly time. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, Did you still went with grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> So all right, oh PBJ one. Okay, no, but like, what, you, what would you choose between peanut butter and jelly and it chicken pot really pie? Matter what no, I but choose. we want to know. Would you choose? I would obviously choose chicken pot pie. Obviously, obviously. Well, Do you just not like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? No, I like them a lot. I just don't like them with milk. What else does a peanut butter and jelly sandwich go with? Wow. Did you, did you drink water with your PB and J's? It just feels I wrong, did. Maddie. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Who I'm are sorry. you? <laughs> Have you been a secret Canadian this whole time? C A N A D A. Obviously, you went with chicken yeah. pot pie after you heard the three of us. Yeah, you said obviously. <laughs> I'm going to give it an even six. I think that the session ale aspect of it has a great mouthfeel. And the watermelon, as I mentioned earlier, it gives it just a little bit of pizzazz, which I really liked. So I'm going to give it an even six. I think the mouthfeel is fine. Um, It feels like a typical session ale. So I'm going to go with a 4.2. This beer was marketed, and I picture it at a beach. Um, when I'm at a beach, my beer is in the sand, and it is uh, warming in the sun, and it is losing its carbonation as it's open while I'm, I don't know, sunbathing or in the water. Burning. Yeah, burning in my case. <laughs> um, and I, I noticed that while I was finishing the beer, the mouthfeel got much worse, which is fine, because that's when beers lose their carbonation, they, they lose a lot of the mouthfeel, but... When you, some beers, they, they still retain a pleasant part of drinking it, even without carbonation. And this didn't have that. Um, it's 
a, it's not a huge knock against it, but it's something that I think would be more of an issue when you have beers on the beach. Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, for that reason, I give it an even five and not a higher score. Maddie, what do you think you gave this beer? 4.8. Maddie, you gave this beer a 5.03. You thought it was a great beer. Yeah. Uh, Zach, what do you think you gave this beer? I think I gave it a 5.01. Zach, you gave this beer a 5.17. Not even close. Uh, You felt much more strongly about this session ale than you did the Space Dust IPA. (laughs) Um, And I don't think uh, it was going to be hard to do that. What do we think I gave this beer? 4.7. 4.9. I gave this beer a 4.77. Ah, uh, dang it. I thought it was a pretty good beer. You know, I, I enjoyed it. You know? Um, I would have it again. If I went to Montauk Brewing Company, I would order it. If Montauk Brewing Company sent us some beers to review, I would drink them. Oh my god. Excitedly. Brewing Company, if you're listening to this, take the hint. Anyway, Blair, what do you think you gave this beer? Okay, so this one, I feel like I'm really prone to getting wrong again because we've had a lot of discussion between when I actually gave you a number yeah. and now. Yeah. But that being said, I think it was a 3.2. Blair, you son of a bitch, you've done it again. He defies the odds, <laughs> rises to the occasion, and slam dunks it. I- I'm just impressed at this point, man. Congratulations. Together, together we gave this beer a 5.01. Wow. Maybe a 5.02 if you want to round up. Uh, We thought it was a great beer to have, and I think if it had a touch more watermelon, it would be among our current contenders. Yeah. Yeah. So if you release a version 2 uh, Montauk Brewing Company, just take it from some humble beer drinkers. Add another Jolly Rancher to that keg. There you go. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, guys? Um, Zach? Shout out to Nolan for giving me the tiebreaker I needed to... You actually did nothing for my bracket. Kim, <laughs> we had surprisingly closer... Like, I feel like I know you a lot better based on your bracket choices. And finally, shout out to the guy who interviewed Maddie earlier today, because you said you listened to our podcast and thought it was hilarious, so I hope I'm the one you thought was hilarious. I can only hope you were laughing with us and not at us. (laughs) You can laugh at me, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob, any closing thoughts? I have two thoughts. Okay. Uh, One being, uh, Cam, we may have disagreed on a lot of our food choices, but I hope we can respect each other as fellow milk enthusiasts. <laughs> and uh, if you know of any ointments that will clear the acne off our skins because of the amount of dairy we drink, I'd be happy to share some with you. Uh, number two, uh, talking about this has made me realize uh, that I do miss March Madness and all of the wild entertainment that comes from it. Um, so much. It's it's it sucks that uh, no sports at all are on TV right now. Um, e sports, e sports, e sports. New York Excelsior fans. So I will leave you with uh, reminiscence of March Madness. Blair. Um. Yeah. So obviously, you got to give a big shout out to Cam for coming up with the bracket. Absolutely. And- getting on these really, really strange, obscure uh, kicks that he gets on where he's quoting a movie continuously for for weeks or (laughs) saying one line from a movie from 1987 over and over again for apparently no reason. Uh, And this time it's just that he's, like, really into drinking milk with foods. Um, And so came up with this whole bracket for us. Uh, So shout out to Cam. Really appreciate it, man. Um, And, yeah, it'd be really hilarious if this was the one uh, podcast that made us finally go viral, um, and you did most of the work for us, so thank you for that. If, if um, also, bend the curve. Bend the curve, indeed. Flatten the curve. Um, bend the curve? If, well, bend it down. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> bend it back up. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, it's the curve. if this does go viral, uh, any 
famous basketball players out there, please feel free to weigh in and challenge us or agree with us. You can also email us any ideas you have for our next episode at uh, brooklyncrew at gmail.com. We will literally talk about anything. That goes... E-R-E-W-K-L-Y-N-C-R-E-W at gmail.com. That one goes to you, David. I know you told me about the uh, the Egg Olympics, and we're probably going to do it if we don't come up with anything else, but you'll have double the power if you email us. I feel like if this becomes a thing, we'll have to do Milk Week next year. Oh, absolutely. In the middle of April. Yeah. And the next thing we'll do is we'll up the ante, and we'll, somebody, or maybe all of us, will try the milk challenge to drink a gallon of milk in one hour. I will never and do And we'll that. see how far we all get. Blair, I'm going to go for it. Wouldn't it make, uh, just... Wouldn't it be kind of cool to do the Milk Madness bracket alongside the March Madness tournament? So during when the round of 64 finishes, then we do the round of 64, and then so on. Yeah. Thank you for if you wrote in with a bracket. Thank you. If you made a bracket and didn't write in, good on ya. And um, thanks for listening, guys. This has been one of my favorite tour It's recording. been a lot of fun. All right, Blair. Kim, you crushed it on the idea. Have a great week. Love you. Bye. So grab a pipe, my friend. Let's hope this night won't end. We'll share around and watch the beer go down in Cozy Brook.